Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business besties. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Sam. Hey, Cass. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to have beautiful Claire Wood with us today. Hey, Claire. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I finally got you on to chat. Yeah, we've... um, I've got to tell you a bit about how Claire and I met, Um, but actually, let me just share that story straight away. Yes, (laughs) tell us, tell us. Um, I don't know if you remember, Claire, but I was listening to a podcast years ago and I don't even know who you were being interviewed by. Oh, mum. um, Tracy Harris? Yes. Mum's with Hustle? Mum's with Hustle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yes, you were being interviewed and you were running like a little competition and to be mentored um, with yourself. And I just talk about soul whispers, Sam. I like literally in that moment knew it would be me. Like I was just like, I know that I'm going to work with Claire. And yeah, like I submitted, I don't remember what that submission process was, um, and then, yeah, like I won and, and I, um, yeah, did, did a session with Claire, which is amazing. And then, yeah, and then you interviewed me on your podcast, Claire, um, a bit later than that. And we've just stayed in touch ever since. And here you are, we're interviewing, interviewing you on our podcast. So, <laughs> Well, it's wonderful to be here. And I do think it's funny how sometimes the universe works. It brings people into your, you know, your sphere and then... Yeah, and then it just sort of happens when it's meant to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But we're here. We're here to talk about you and your journey and also all the wisdom that you can share with our creative entrepreneurs on money mindset because it's massive. It is such a big, big topic. Um, But before we dive in, um, Sam, you pulled a card for today. Yes, I did. And also Cass has a sticker on her hand. Can you see that, Claire, right now? I sure can. Because... Her son Eddie is home and he also has helped us with this episode and pulled a peacock animal spirit. And that peacock animal spirit is all about uh, shining your light and showing off and showing off your feathers. And so I thought we definitely want to share that for you today, Claire, to come (laughs) here and show off. (laughs) Um, So thank you, Eddie. And the card I pulled is Find Wisdom in Challenges. And um, knowing a little bit about your story, I'm like, I don't know a lot about your story, actually. I really don't know much at all. But from what we just briefly talked about before we hit record, I'm like, oh, now I understand why this card came and I can't wait to hear what it means to you and and how you want that card to support what you share today with your journey. Um, A little bit of what it says is every single challenge you went through in the past brought you to this present moment. Every single challenge made you wiser. How do you feel about your past challenges today? Do you appreciate them? What about your present challenges? What is different? Years into the future, you'll look back on them and feel the same love and appreciation for them. So why not feel that love and appreciation now? So it's kind of twofold on past challenges and then how how that's going today. But can't wait to hear what that 
means to you. Um, but yeah. maybe to start, if you want to sh- share a bit about yourself and what you do and um, go from there. Yeah, perfect. Well, I you guys can't see because we're obviously in a podcast, but I'm fighting back tears because that card could not be more relevant to me and my journey and where I'm at right now. But let me first of all introduce myself and then maybe I can share a little bit about why that card is so incredibly relevant. So my name's Claire Wood, as Cass mentioned earlier, and I'm a money mentor. And what that means is I help business owners to make more money in their business. Yay! <laughs> and, yay! <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, and the way I do that is twofold. So I'm actually a qualified accountant by trade. I've done my postgraduate qualifications in accounting and I'm a CPA. And so part of what I teach is about the practical side of money. I teach budgeting. I teach forecasting. I teach actually making a plan when it comes to your money. And the other side of what I do is money mindset, which is how you think about money, how you perceive money and how you can use the energetics of money to earn more. And I I really can't separate the two because for me, they tie perfectly and cohesively together. And um, this is how I empower people to, you know, double, triple, quadruple their their businesses is through um, these two different areas, which is I know exactly what this podcast is about, strategy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also spirituality. Definitely. Absolutely. So um, maybe I can go into the card then and how it it relates to me and I guess um, where I'm at right now. Um, So about... Four months ago, I was involved in a a serious car accident. I was driving on the freeway and I got, I was driving at 100 kilometers an hour and I got rear-ended by a semi-trailer truck. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, I heard crunching metal, um, pulled the car over and I was obviously in a severe state of shock um, on the side of the road. But, you know, I looked down, I was alive, I was all in one piece. And when the police showed up, he's like, you're lucky to be alive. He's like, if you were in any other car, you'd be dead. We had (laughs) quite a big car. And um, I was like, oh, I know, I know. Uh, What I didn't realise in that moment, my neck was a bit sore, but I sort of didn't really realise the the ongoing ramifications that this would have for me. So over the last four months, I've been struggling really um, severely with um, severe whiplash and also a lot of the um, emotional traumatic stuff that comes along with having a, a severe car accident as well. So I've been unable to do simple little things like I've been, I lost control of my hands. So I was unable to open jars. Um, I dropped things. I'd smash glasses. I, I, you know, uh, going for a simple little walk, I'd come home and have to lie on the couch. Um, To this day, I still haven't lifted my children in four months. Um, Unable to sit at my desk um, and just for the first time in my life experiencing really chronic pain and how experiencing, I guess, how debilitating it can be in in every different area of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. Your neck controls so much emotion but also so much of your body. You can't really do anything without using your neck. I had need, mm. something I'd never really even thought that much about. Yeah. Mm. And it's connected to all of these other muscle groups. It's connected to your hands. As I said, that was sort of something else that I, I, I had no idea about. And so I've been on this journey of, of rehabilitation, um, you know, both my mindset, spiritually, and of course, physically, I've been doing, you know, intense physical therapy to gain back, um, gain back my strength. And, um, 
Yeah, that's why that card, like, oh, my gosh. It was so, so relevant to me because I'm like, wow, this is exactly what journey I've been on. Um, And really I have taken already so, so much out of this experience, Um, you know, before I opened a jar and I was like, yes, I did it. (laughs) I opened a jar and I was so – and I'm like, this. I would never – have had gratitude Appreciate. for opening a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, like just tiny little things. I feel like I've always been a very grateful person, but I am now, you know, I feel like I'm a better mother. I, I was getting so frustrated at my kids before and now I'm just like, hey, I could I could not be here. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm able to sort of manage my emotions with my children a lot better. Um, my clients, I've got so much more empathy for people who are experiencing a a chronic issue because someone who hasn't experienced it before, I'm like, well, you know, get on with it. And now I'm Mm. like, it's not that simple. And Mm. having experienced, you know, people like, have you done acupuncture? And I'm like, acupuncture isn't going to fix this. Like it can help, but you have to understand there's not some miracle cure that's going to make me better. And um, it's been really humbling for me. It's been really um, a real area of growth for me. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting that you pulled that card today. Wow. Thank you so, so much for sharing. I I actually had no idea. So I'm. thank you for sharing and that's huge. And But I do love how in these things you do find wisdom, like as as much as sometimes in the moment you can't see it. Um, and that's incredible how it has changed your perspective on life in, in, in a beautiful way as well. But also wow. in that card, Sam's about appreciating the challenges now, like uh, as opposed to always looking in the past and go, I'm grateful that that happened. But, yes, you know, and I'm sure, Claire, yeah, like you said, you have a new appreciation for everything, like even a life experience, good, bad, indifferent just life you appreciate life yes. and and you shared with us too that you're, you're off painkillers like now finally after yes this <laughs> pumps um which is amazing it's like huge. that and I'm sure that we'll talk like we're going to talk about mindset a lot but I'm sure that your mindset has got you off them quicker than what if you didn't have such a strong mindset. 100%. In fact, my doctors have been trying to push stronger pain medications onto me the entire journey. And I have just said, no, that's not what I want. I've been really, uh, you know, not to be a martyr because, um, you know, I, I, have definitely needed them at parts of this journey to be a functioning human. Um, But, you know, I think that this, it just goes to show that when you really decide that you want something um, and yeah, and, and, you know, I don't want to pretend it's been easy because I think that that's the other thing, you know, people go, oh, can't you just manifest? And it's like, it's sometimes it's just not that, you know, the journey Mm -hmm. takes a little bit longer. And um, Sam, I've used a, a lot of spiritual tools on this journey as well, which, um, you know, doing kinesiology, doing Reiki. Yes. Um, uh, what else have I done? Um, my uh, my business coach is actually really quite spiritual as well. And one of the things that she spoke about was setting an intention to the universe. I will be healed by this day. Yeah. And, yes. um, you know, there's been lots of different thing, practices and things that I pulled in um, on my journey, which I really believe have really supported my, um, you know, my healing journey as well. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's talk about that journey. 
your journey, Claire, like, you know, from being um, an accountant to now to having your own business, because you do help other people with their money mindset, but you've gone through it yourself and you, like, you are an example as well, you know, like you've gone through business and started, you know, um, you know, just jumped straight in and, and you're doing so well. And what does that journey look like for you? Because um, we're all about, you know, uh, listening to those intuitive nudges and those whispers along the way. And, and what is it that has led you to here? And what's that journey look like for you? Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, my background was accounting. I was a very black and white person. <laughs> I know plenty of those people. <laughs> yeah, Black and white. There was no, you know, that was it. And um, actually it probably started even a little bit earlier when I first met my husband um, and we were dating and I'm like, I looked on his window ledge. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, they're my crystals. And I was like, <gasps> Woo, wow. this guy's a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> And I remember that he took me to a meditation, um, uh, like a place to learn meditation. I was like, oh, this is so weird. And there was sage and I'm like, everyone is so strange. And, um, you know. And you I married think him. <laughs> and I married him. Um, and, you know, now like I've seen the transformative effect that it's had on on me. Um, I guess my my journey in a business sense first started when, you know, I when I first started I called myself like a business consultant. I was more providing factual advice to people. Mm. And, um, you know, talking about intuitive nudges, um, one of my friends said, you have to go and listen to this woman. Her name's Denise Duffield-Thomas. And um, so I started, you know, I signed up for her email and bought her book and did all the things that you do at the start of the journey. And then I ended up joining her course. And that was really where my money journey began, where I really started to understand, you know what, sometimes making money isn't just black and white. It's actually about energy and how you feel about things and what you're attracting into your life. And um, from there, I've gone on and done, you know, many, many courses. I've worked with multiple, multiple mentors who are, you know, creating really incredible global businesses. And, you know, I've also been able to create massive transformation in in my own business and my own life. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, I'd wanted to do was to buy a house by the beach and it seems so crazy you know in 2019 I was getting eviction notices from my rental property because we weren't even meeting rent we had two little kids it was the most humiliating low point of my life we had to borrow money off so many people that we know and you know fast forward a couple of years later and we literally own a waterfront home on our dream street we've got a boat we've got our nice car and we are like this stuff works. It really does. And I've witnessed the transformation in clients of mine. Multiple clients of mine have now hit, you know, seven figures a year in revenue in their business, moved to their dream houses, bought their dream, you know, spaces to run their business, bought their dream car. And I'm now like, I I feel like I want to tell everyone (laughs) the power of this work. Yeah. Oh, that's so huge. What what things have you done? Can you share what these things have been to, I guess, manifest this this change in your life? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think this is the thing people, you know, want a, like a, a blueprint. Like what's the, yeah. if I meditate every day, yeah. will this all come together? <laughs> right? And the reality is it, it's kind of a combination of a, a whole bunch of different things that have, have supported me on the journey. You know, some of the tools that I use is like um, meditation. It's been, you know, uh, working with, with spiritual people to, to clear blockages that I might not even know sit there. But a lot of it just comes down to 
my conscious decision to choose um, to create a bigger and better life for myself. Mm. And the, the tools that I use to do that, um, you know, they sort of vary over time. And, and I almost kind of argue like, it's not really about they're there to support the journey, but it's not, you know, you don't have to meditate every single day to, to make a million dollar a year business. It's yeah. just one tool that people can use to help create that, that level of energy. So I'm a big believer in the, the energetics of money, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, of showing people, hey, if you say I want to be rich and you have absolute faith in it. I was on my podcast talking about becoming wealthy at my beach house for years before it ever came into reality. And I used to think my family must think I'm nuts. And now <laughs> they're like, you know, Thank my you. mom, <laughs> my yeah. sister's like, I, I was listening to your podcast and getting a few tips about this. And I'm like, <laughs> when you, people start to see it transform in, in someone's life and they can start to go, maybe there's something in this. And, um, yes. you know, so there are lots of different tools, but like I said, I really think that it's a mindset. It's really the, the, cre- the intention. I want to create wealth. I want to create a wildly successful creative business. And that's where it starts. It starts with the intention yeah. and mm. the tools and the, the strategies that you use to get there along the way supplement that oh so good I the power of intention right it's just mm. huge I think that's the biggest thing I learned from Oprah <laughs> she's always like the power of intention and I love that it's just so true so so true yeah and so Claire I really love how you you do really like live out this I suppose spiritual side where you do follow your intuition and that understand the energetics of how life works and business works do you have an example of where in business you've really just followed your gut or your intuition rather than doing, you know, what typically would be the business way of doing things? Oh, 100%. The first one that sprung to mind for me um, was a retreat popped up and it was to go with Denise Stafford thomas who'd been my first money mentor. Now, the retreat was going to be $10,000 including travel. I did not have that money. <laughs> And I was like, I am going to be at that retreat <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> like it is happening. I don't know how, um, but it's going to happen. And then she said, there's a payment plan. And I was like, okay, I can do a payment plan. So I put down the first amount thinking I literally, there's no way that I'm going to be able to pay off this payment plan. But I'm like, I can always pull out. It's okay. And every month the money showed up. And I went along to this retreat. It was the most expansive, abundant experience, just being in the energy of, of the women that were there. Um, and, you know, one of the, the – two of the girls and I actually went on our own little retreat just recently and we're now talking about hiring a private jet and creating this really abundant, amazing experience to bring people to have, you know, a really high vibe experience ourselves and show people, hey, you know, like you can create really crazy, amazing things in your life when you believe it. Um, So there's been lots of examples where I've lent in. I'm not someone who um, does, like I don't go and make stupid investments. I like, but you know, I do lean into where I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to come together, (laughs) but I know that it will. And it always has today. Amazing. That's and so, in regards to um, so money, let's let's dive into money. Um, and you guide businesses, uh, business owners to grow their profit as well as their sales. And this is something that you talk about a lot, Claire. Is yeah. their sales, <laughs> and especially this account, the accountant in you, there's sales, but guys, there's profit too. So. Um, 
how, like explain that to us and, and to everyone listening first, um, which I hope they already know <laughs> the difference between sales and profit, um, but what that looks like as far as um, helping creative entrepreneurs with that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we had a bit of a giggle, but from my experience, the majority of business owners really don't understand business financials. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's such a big passion area of mine is teaching people, hey, this stuff doesn't need to be scary. I say fun, people laugh at that, but, you know, (laughs) there are ways that we can make our practices around money, you know, um, a bit more enjoyable. And, you know, in my, my course, the Profit Academy Foundations that I launched recently, I teach little fun ways to to do your numbers stuff but in a fun way. But the the reason why I'm a big believer in profit is because something we see in the online world is that people talk about sales. And you'll notice that I do it out of habit, like seven figures. Sounds impressive. But the reality is you only get to keep the money that is left after you pay your expenses. And, you know, we've all heard stories about people who, you know, hit their first million dollar year and spent $800,000 of it on, you know, on their team and on Facebook ads and pretty much, you know, like, and and this is something in, you know, I come from a corporate background. In corporate, everything is profit first. We always lead with our profit was this much. Oh, and our sales were this much. And in small business, I've noticed that people don't do that. No. I, I don't know anyone else that is leading talking about their profit numbers. It's it's always like a 10K month, a 50K month. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and so I'm really on a, a mission to, to teach business owners um, about that and, um, you know, but also to do it in a, a way where it's not um, – you know, I don't want to do it in a way where it's like, oh, you, everything's all about profit because people automatically go, oh, she just wants me to yeah. cut my expenses. And I'm like, that's actually not what I'm about at all. <laughs> what I'm about is um, is really saying, hey, what does this investment deliver in terms of sales? And then is this a profitable decision to make as a business owner? So for creative entrepreneurs, I would just say to you to really um, take the time and empower yourself because knowledge is power. And when it comes to your business, there's there's no point having a, a big sexy sales number if you get to the end of every month and you're like, I still can't freaking afford my bills. Or if a tax debt comes in, a tax bill comes in, you're like, I literally don't know how I'm gonna afford that. So you know, something I find a lot with creatives is that, no, no offence, um, but you know, <laughs> you guys are so, so talented with making things beautiful and with, and not actually just going, I need to look at the other logical um, side of business as well because it's a really important part. Yeah, definitely. That is, um, I see that a lot as well. And, you know, they creatives focus on what they're good at and that is creating. And, you know, Sam and I have spoken about it before as well, is there is that you know, underlying subconscious starving artist mentality where, oh, I can't, I can't make what I, you know, I can't make big money from what I'm doing. I can't make a living from what I'm doing, which is total BS. We know that, but it is so ingrained in us that we're like, oh, we can't show that we're, you know, having this big profitable business whilst being creative. It's like not the norm. And so, yeah, people shy away from that for sure. And um, I have definitely found personally that knowing my numbers, like you said, it is, it just gives you so much confidence in what you're doing and empowers you and um, motivates you to keep going as well, you know, and, you know, doing better than you've done before, you know, doing better next month than you have in the last month. How do you know if you're improving if you're not looking at your numbers? Like you, 
Yeah, and that knowledge is definitely power. And yeah, if you're if you've got your head in the sand right now, it's um a, a sign to to have a good look because hey, I was even for a period even only looking at my numbers once a quarter, and then I was like, okay, I need to look at them monthly. And now I'm in there weekly because I'm like, no, I I you know I really need to be on top of it. So, um, but I I find too it's a habit. Like it, if, as soon as you start that habit, it just becomes a habit. And it's starting it. It's like not going to the gym for ages and trying to get back into the gym. It's so, you just don't want to be there. I, I find it like that. Like once you're in it, once you're in the flow, then, you know, like it just becomes part of your day or part of your week. And it is business. We are in business. So we need to, um, yeah, like be all over that, don't we? So, Do you know what I find too when you start doing it as a habit, being on top of your money, I, I feel like it feels I feel good, like I feel yeah. empowered and mm-hmm. in control and so I feel good about myself so then that makes me want to do it more because I feel good Yeah, afterwards. and you know you were talking about setting intentions earlier, especially around money, like how do you set intentions if you don't know what's going on? Exactly. Because you know, right? you're like, yeah. well, I don't, if, you've got, if you don't even know if your business is turning a profit or you don't know if you want to increase your profit or like, you know, you, you need to, if you can't be clear around your intention if you you're not already clear about what's going on. A hundred percent. So, okay, in terms of making, like focusing on profit rather than sales, so things that you suggest to improve your profit, are these things like the money leaks, like subscriptions and that sort of thing? Can you share a bit about that? And then also I suppose what your view on investing in your business is and I guess what you see with creative entrepreneurs and business owners and what you recommend. Yeah. Oh, I've got this biggest, biggest smile on my face because I've written a book. It's coming out in a couple of months and this is literally what my book is all about. It's it's talking about being intentional with how you are developing your, your business in a profitable way. And one of the things that I talk about is like profit doesn't mean cutting expenses. Like what, what, creating a profitable business to me, it's about like, what do I desire and how, what's my capacity to be able to create that? And let me explain what I mean by that. You know, there's a book out, I don't want to name the book, but there's a book, but it talks about like, you always have to be making a profit. And I'm like, actually, I disagree with that. (laughs) You know, sometimes people make decisions in their business that is with a long-term view. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, me deciding to go on that retreat, I was like, this is going to deliver me hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if in the short term, it means that I'm going a little bit backwards, I'm okay with that because I know exactly what this is going to create in my, my business and my life down the track. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, some people who come to me, you know, I've had clients who come to me and they're like, my partner's really rich and, I just get to do whatever I want in my business. And I'm like, hell yeah, you're going to make a ton of money because you get to invest and have fun. And, yeah. um, <laughs> some of us haven't had that luxury, you know. <laughs> you know, I, the whole time we've had that I've been in business, I've had young children and mortgages and all of the things. Um, but I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that everyone is going to have a different amount of uh, capacity to reinvest in their business. And I think that it's important that you honour that. But whatever you do, you do it rather than recklessly, rather than just, oh, another course, quick, I'll buy another course. That'll sort it all out. No, it's saying, what's my plan? Mm-hmm. Where do I desire to be? And is this investment supporting me to create the outcomes that I mm-hmm. want? 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I, I know someone once came to me and they're like, oh, so-and-so said that they want a job and I'm thinking of hiring them. And I'm like, cool. Um, <laughs> like how much revenue is this going to deliver to you? And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of my clients say this is really transformative way of thinking about making a decision. We don't just go and hire someone. If you want to hire someone, let's put it into your plan. And I say, cool, if you hire them, this means that you're not going to make any money back off the investment until about month three or four. Is that cool yeah. with you? Oh, I hadn't realised that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and that's okay. They might still go ahead with the decision. But it, it's really just having, and this is to me how the two tie together so clearly, is it's, it's, it's following those nudges but really checking in, okay, what does this mean for me? How much is this going to deliver and when and can I withstand that? Yeah, absolutely. It's looking at it with a long-term view, like, yeah, based on your goals, 100%. Like otherwise you're just willy-nilly putting money <laughs> down the toilet. Yeah, and, <laughs> yes. and, you know, when you asked about money leaks, Sam, like this is the thing again is it's like I am not saying go and cancel all your subscriptions and yeah. don't buy any new products that you need to create the work that you, you know, it's not about that, but it's like, are you buying the, the things? Are you investing in subscriptions? Are you investing in courses with intent? Yeah. Or are you just throwing, throwing paint up against a wall? Do you like yeah. what I did? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's it's otherwise it's having shiny object syndrome and seeing yeah. what's yeah. the latest course, what's the latest um, subscription, whatever, and and hoping, yeah, hoping yeah. for the best rather than going, is this where I want to go and is this part of the plan? Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. And okay, so we're talking about two creative entrepreneurs, and I mean, one thing I do want to talk about is the money blocks that we've spoken about because Claire, when you started because you were saying like you found Denise Duffield Thomas and that sort of really opened your eyes up what did you find and I'm and you work with so many creatives as well but what do you find is the biggest money block with creatives like is it you know is it that they just don't ever think that 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 the potential is there to make the money or they've just never dreamt big enough or you know, it's not been in their family before, so why would it be again? Like, um, yeah, what blocks do you come up, like the common ones that, um, you know, that we can get people starting to think about today for their own lives? Yeah, oh, there's, there's so many. But I'll, I'll, I'll name a couple that were the first ones that sprung to mind. Firstly, it's around pricing. Um, the stories that we have around people won't pay that, um, no one will ever pay that. I, I told someone that price and they said it's too expensive. Clay, you don't understand. And I'm like, I've been doing yeah. this for a long time. So. <laughs> Girl, um, I understand. Yeah. I do understand. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's really uh, understanding the, the impact that price has on your business profitability and feeling confident to be able to to charge you know charge prices that are indicative of the work that you do and even beyond that like people aren't paying a price for your time so sometimes people are like well I charge $200 an hour and I'm like but, but people are paying for an outcome you know like people aren't paying for how many hours you spent on something they are paying for a transformation yeah. and something that i've found working with with artists and creatives over the years is they're like but i don't make people money it's easy for you claire it's easy for you to to charge a premium price because you help people make more money and i'm like but you're not recognizing what you bring into yeah. the world um you know 
Uh, let me share an example. Um, one of our, our mutual friends, Cass, um, Donna mm-hmm. Guyler, she is this amazing, amazing interior stylist. And, you know, in her mind she could say, well, you know, all I do is make people's houses look pretty. Now she has, uh, you know, you can't see because we're um, <laughs> we're on a podcast, but, you know, I, I paid to have her to come and completely redo everything in my house. And I cannot tell you energetically what a difference it has made for me in so many different areas of my life. Mm. Um, firstly, it means in my business, I walk around my house recording because I'm like, look at how freaking beautiful my yeah. house is. <laughs> yes. I am no longer embarrassed to record walking around my house because every part of my house looks beautiful. Secondly, it means that I'm not embarrassed to bring people to my house. I used to be, you know, we had a, a super Amart couch that, um, you know, was covered in baby vomit. We had a coffee table that I'd found on the side of the road. Um, you know, I didn't ever want to bring people to my house. And now I'm like, you know, as much as the actual exterior of the house isn't there, everything inside the house feels really beautiful and peaceful and coherent. And I think when you start to recognise the value that you deliver, people want, they want calm, they want beauty. You know, someone like me who has, I am clueless when it comes to fashion, when it comes to style, when it comes to creativity. And I'm happy to pay a premium price to a stylist, to a designer, to someone who knows what freaking carpet is going to match paint because I cannot see that stuff. And this is where knowing your the value that you are adding is how you're able to start to command different prices. It's yeah. forgetting about you know, oh, oh you know, I, I, this is what I do, I, I do create. It's like, but what are you adding to people's lives? Yeah, and the branding too that you had done recently too, Claire, like how, trans, you know, transformational that is to how you feel about your business and shouting it from the rooftops and really like just energetically feeling so proud, you know. Um, that, like I can see you getting emotional, like that <laughs> feels so good, right? And, um, and yes, like even like my surface pattern design students, we are, we are designing patterns and, and beautiful art for businesses to help businesses sell their products. Like we are helping people actually, we're helping people make money, you know? So yeah. Um, I think so many, um, creatives underestimate, you know, yeah, the, the value that that brings, because it comes so naturally to us. That's why, like, it's like, you know, it just, well, yeah, but isn't, it's just easy. Like, can't everyone do this? It's you know, <laughs> and no, like, they can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Fine. when I gave you a reading cast, and you're like, you should do this. I'm like, but doesn't everyone do doesn't this? Yes. Like, doesn't does, everyone tap like, into everyone's soul? No, and you're like, can't. no. I'm like, oh, really? Like, it's really got to flick the switch. Yeah. And, and it's getting okay with being paid for our talents. You know. Yeah. For me, I'm like. I've had to do a lot of work around this because I'm like, I want to help people. I want to help people. I genuinely care so deeply about my clients and, you know, even my podcast listeners and I want to add so much value, but I'm like, I still deserve to be paid and I deserve to be paid well for that. I'm changing people's lives. And that was a really, really um, big shift for me, you know. Um, And remembering too that people's, your pricing sometimes even has a negative perception on how people can, you know, for example, if someone comes to you and they're like, oh, how much is it? Um, You know, I I knew a photographer client of mine. She goes, oh, people just go, oh, really? And then she goes, sure. And I'm like, that's because you're so cheap. It's 
far like if they hadn't seen your work they'd yeah. probably say no and I yeah. said you know like to me I'm at a point you know if I went to someone to have a logo done and they're like oh it's two hundred dollars I would but no thanks. I would be like, I'm out of here. Like I, the for the stage in my business that I'm at, that doesn't – I don't want a discount. I want someone who in my perception their pricing is going to be correlated to the outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, my um, I did a, um, a kinesiology session to help with my healing journey. It was $660. Now, yeah. I recognise my absolute privilege that this is even an option for me because I know for a lot of people it's not. But for me, I'm like, if this creates a shift in me, and I can get back to working sooner and I can get back to earning sooner. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. And so, yes. you know, everyone is perceiving an investment amount differently. Everyone is perceiving it differently. Um, you know, again, with a, a hairdresser, my neighbour um, mentioned to me that there's a, someone at the end of the road and she's like, she's so cheap. I'm like, trust me, I do not want to go to a cheap hairdresser. That does not, nothing no, about that right. excites me. <laughs> So it's understanding the potential that there are clients out there willing to pay that because that was another big thing for me too as I was growing and increasing my prices. You've got to realise there's a market out there for everyone. So even if you're, you know, charging the highest prices, there are, you know, very wealthy people out there with no time at all willing to pay the money for that service. So it's about you matching yourself to that as well, I feel like, and and knowing that 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 is an option for you. A hundred percent. You know, I once had a hairdresser in a group of mine. She goes, no one will pay a hairdresser. I'm like, how much do you reckon Kim Kardashian's hairdresser gets paid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Or Oprah's hairdresser or the Queen's hairdresser. I'm like, don't tell me that there aren't hairdressers out there earning disgustingly embarrassing amounts of money. There are. Mm, exactly. Um, and it's really a lot about your positioning. Um, so that's one thing is is pricing. Um, another big thing that um that I see is um is just you know the the stories around money that people have. Like yeah. to your point, Cass, like about you know uh, this is what I do. I, I don't really care about money is a thing that I hear a lot from creatives. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what you does that mean? And then they're like, it's not important to me. And I'm like, that's bullshit, man. Like. Yeah. To me, I, you know, and I'm like, I th- don't get me wrong. Like I am not someone who's so money hungry that I would do any. It's not at all like that. But to pretend in the world that we live in that money is not important, it's just not a truth. It's an excuse yeah. for you not to earn money and to stay oh, comfortable and yeah. stay small. And so checking in on these stories, like what, what, what do you repeat all the time? Money's not important to me. Well, guess what? If you say money's not important to you, money's not going to come to you. The reason why I'm creating my most amazing and wealthy life is because I say, yeah, it's not the most important thing to me, but it is important to me. Yeah. And I am going to yes. build a life. I'm going to build a life that will inspire and show other people what's possible. And this is something that, you know, when you get rid of those stories and maybe you don't have a desire to live in a big beachfront, beachfront house like I do, but, you know, everyone, no matter when I've picked, dug deeper, I'm like, what do you care about? And they're like, I'm super, super passionate about, about animals. I'm like, do you not think that having more money means that you can have more impact in that space? Like, no. And I'm like, that's, you know, the more money you make, the more you can help causes that you care about, the more you can help people. Maybe you don't want to have nice stuff, but there's people in your world and you can go, that person's really unwell and I can now pay for them to have a premium medical treatment or service. Like no matter how altruistic you are in your intentions, I don't believe that money can't support you 
to create those things that you desire in your life. So checking in on those stories is another big thing that I would say to creatives. Yeah, and (laughs) something that really resonated for me when you said that was, um, and this was my old money mindset as well creeping in, was that when I started out, not only did I not believe that I could make the money that I'm making now, I also had other people around me tell me that as well. Like, and I, I remember very specifically, I've mentioned it on here before, we had a life insurance guy here. And I remember him saying like, you're, oh, you're a graphic designer, so your income is capped. He said that. He said those words to me and I just wanted to like fucking kick oh. him out of this house. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to show you. But um, I was also like of the belief that maybe my income is capped, right? And so my mind didn't go to the possibilities that money, what money could do in my life. And so because my mind didn't go there, I didn't actually think about what I wanted to do with money. And this, when I started, when I was like starting to, you know, earn my, you know, um, 10 grand a month or whatever it was, when that started to like come in easily every single month, I was like, okay, now I can start to think about what do I want to do with this? And then when I started thinking about that and then I did start to put those intentions to it, oh, I'd love beautiful furniture for my home. I would love like, yeah, to buy a different house, whatever. Um, Then I just found it was like this momentum grew. And then I was like, hang on a second. If my intention goes there, oh, then I want to earn more money. Then how do I do that? And then, yeah, I just think in the beginning, some of us don't even sit and contemplate what the possibilities could even be and so we don't even even think to dream and wonder what where that could take us and I I really encourage you to do that if you haven't before because if if you thought you know if I feel like if I could easily earn you know like five figures a a month or whatever it is what would you spend that on what would feel good to you and I think thinking about that is the first step because then it gets you excited it gets you going from there I love that. And it's really, (laughs) and it's really also like, yeah, firstly, allowing yourself to dream and then catching your stories. Because, you know, like, I know Mm. when I say to people, what about this? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to have a big house. And I'm like, why? You're like, like, I call bullshit. Because that (laughs) means this or, you know, or because that means this. And I'm like, that's your story. And it's Uh, it's digging into like, why do you feel like that? It is. Yeah. And most yeah. of us think like, you know, we're programmed to, you know, we've we've grown up with our, you know, our family circle or our social circle and that's what's normal to us. And what I've found as well is that the more that you start to mix in different circles, you know, when we spoke about hiring this private plane, I was like, that this is actually something that this is just normal. We're having this conversation. We're having this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. When I say this is normal, I'm not flying on a private, I've never flown on a private jet yet. Um, <laughs> but but um, I just, I guess the thing is, is that when you allow yourself to be an expansive mm-hmm. energy, what happens is you start to go, why not me? Yeah. And yeah. Um, one of the great things that happened to me at Denise's retreat was that I'd always had her on such a pedestal. She was like, oh my gosh. And then I met her and I'm just like, oh, she's just a normal person with a pair of socks on and a pair of overalls on who just decided she wanted to be rich. And for me, that was just 
whoa, why can't I be rich? And then to your point, Cass, like, what would that look like? What if I could have a bitch house? And then starting to go, okay, what does this look like? How could I create that? How can I start to move closer to it? And, um, you know, and then stepping into that reality. It's, yeah, yeah. it's available for you if you want it. Totally. So many stories to unpack and yeah, being aware of those stories is massive. And one you mentioned earlier too was being seen. And I think that's a massive one because that Sam and I have spoken about this before. um, And that's, um, that's big for both of us, but for different reasons. And yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, because Claire, it's hard for so many people to even show their creative work on Instagram, let alone their actual face, you know. So there are so many stories there about being seen as a creative or your work being seen, your work being judged, you being judged, like, oh, the story's there. Like, (laughs) and that's, we're not even talking about money yet. We're just talking about like getting out there, but it comes with it though it comes it comes with the money stories but it they are all stories and it's too much to unpack in this episode <laughs> yeah well I guess Claire what would be your biggest tips for people listening so for, on money management but also on this like having this abundant mindset around money because we have people that are just starting out they might have just started their creative business or they've been doing it for a long time so what tips would you leave at all stages yeah for sure I just I would say start the journey like start the journey whether it comes to getting more across your your money whether it comes to the money mindset you know people sometimes we look at something big like you know if you want to run a marathon and you're like I can't even run to I can't even run to the end of my driveway like how am I going to run a marathon it's like don't worry don't think about that just pick up a money 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 mindset book and read it Mine's coming out very soon. Check it, you know, read, start, just read a book. It's $29. Like that's not going to send you bankrupt. Um, start just thinking about things differently. Listen to podcasts, you know, um, anyone who's got a, a money mindset podcast, start listening to it with your numbers. Just, uh, hey, hey, go to your accountant. Hey, could you explain to me what profit mm. means? Just start small and, but just start. And then from there, your momentum builds, um, you know, I know for me, I found it really intimidating in the early days. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to be meditating for an hour a day and I've got to be, you know, crystals and all of the things. And I was like, oh, I'm an accountant. And then I just sort of did one thing and then I got comfortable with that. And then I did the next thing. And, um, you know, when I teach about money to people, I'm like, don't, you don't need to do all the things. Let's just start small. But do you know what? You're starting. And it's that very first step. It's when you start saying, no, I desire this and I'm going to start moving, taking action towards it. And then from there, the momentum builds. Like Cass said, you know, once you sort of start having, oh, my gosh, I know my numbers, you want to know them more. When yeah. you start seeing money piling up in your bank account, when you go to pay the tax bill and you've got the money put aside, when you say, hey, I want to add um, a ton of revenue into my business and you know exactly the levers that you need to pull or the energy that you need to be in, it's so freaking empowering and um I think that it's just get started wherever you're at on your journey just take that next step and and start the journey and um I really do believe in the power of investing as well you know if you if you want something I think that you know do all the things listen to the podcast follow people um pick up the free tips but then also you know lean in like I did with my retreat it was it was really um really big step for me so 
Yeah. Yeah. And I feel, feel like that's a big um, message to the universe too about self-worth as well, because you're saying I am, I'm willing to invest in myself. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, the times that I have invested in myself, it's very much been like, you're, you're doing it because you feel worthy of that. And then that gives you confidence. And then, yeah, like you sort of build up from there. So you can only get so much free stuff. <laughs> Oh, 100%. And it's, you know, it's to your point, like it's it's the energetics of money. It's putting it out there. But it also has a direct knock-on effect because like in a practical sense, you know, if you go and buy yourself a beautiful new camera, you're going to be creating more, more beautiful work. Yeah. And that's going to attract more clients, which is going to make you more money. So, um, oh, exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, exact same thing happened. I just thought about like, as soon as I up-leveled all my watercolour materials and went for the best of the best and everything, my work, just, I, I wasn't even painting differently. I just, just looked better. So, yeah, big tip there. And Definitely. What, about, what are your biggest tips, Claire, around having an abundant mindset around money? Like, you know, if, you know, without the podcast and everything, like how, how can we think about money? Like how, um, today, what, what can we, how can we think about it to be, to feel more abundant? Look, the very first thing I would do is just notice your thoughts. Like when you hear us talking about money, are you triggered? Are you like, well, it's all right for Claire because she lives in a beachfront. Like what What are you saying? And, and, and the more that you start catching what you were thinking about money, that is the very, very first step. Someone gets a new car, are you instantly like, oh, it's such a show-off. If you think someone who's got a nice car is a show-off, guess what? You're saying money's not important to me, which energetically means that money is not going to come to you. Oh, <laughs> so love it. It's like everything's a mirror, isn't it? The, the yeah. second you think something, you're thinking about you're thinking about that about yourself. That's what you would think about yourself. So you catch that and then that's what you're attracting. That's what you're vibrating at. That's yeah, that's your frequency right there. And my um one of my mentors she said to me, she's like you can't get triggered, you can't get jealous by something you don't desire. So if you see someone who is confidently showing up online, if you see someone who's driving a new car and you're like, oh, she's like, if you didn't care, like she goes, for example, you know, if someone, if if you heard about a guy going to the front row of, you know, the, I don't even know what the biggest soccer game in the world is, but you know, and he was in the front row at this soccer game, I'm like, it, it triggers nothing in me. I literally do not care. <laughs> If a guy spent $200,000 to go and watch a soccer game, I d- there's no part of me no, that gets there's jealous. Nothing of you that it, yeah, there's no part of me that gets jealous. <laughs> I feel like that when um, people show brand names online, when they're like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, like oh, yeah. I literally feel nothing when they're like, yeah. like unboxing a Gucci bag. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. Tell me. I just like, don't get it. Like, <laughs> but obviously that, but some people would be like that bitch, like, you know, they totally don't deserve that or something, you know? know. But it's so true that now that so you say true. that when it, when there's no emotion there, it yeah. might, it's not a desire. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, I just keep checking in on when I feel envy, when I'm like, oh, she didn't really make that much money. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, what's going on there? Wow, okay, that yeah. obviously, obviously, yeah. on some subconscious level, I've you know, I, it's something I desire, and it, or you know, the, the level of confidence. You know, we see someone show up and on the stage with the microphone. 
oh, she's such a shelf. And it's like, because I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. Um, wow. You know, you don't care. You know, if something doesn't excite you, you know, I see someone, a newsreader, and I'm not there going, oh, she's so, I'm like, I don't, would never want to be a newsreader. Um, you know, so it, it's just catching your thoughts, I would say, is the very, very first thing that you can start to do. When you hear someone talk about money, when you he- see someone buy a new house or a new car or uh, someone on their business and you sit there and you, why do I, f- just ask yourself, like, why do I feel like that? Why? Mm. What is going on? And you're like, because maybe I want that. And then or, so because when, I think it's not possible for me maybe is another thing. Yeah. yeah. And when you catch yourself feeling that or thinking that, what do you suggest people do? I know there's lots of things we can do with rewiring um, with lots of things, kinesiology, tapping, hypnotherapy, like so many things that we can do to rewire our subconscious. But um, I know that awareness is really key. Um is it about just stopping that judgment and then turning it back inwards and going and getting clear with what you desire? Like what would you suggest? Yeah, it's, I, I mean the first step is definitely recognising the story. Yeah. And it's like why do, I think, why do I think that no one would pay me for my talents? Yeah. They're paying yeah. other people. Maybe it's possible for me. And sometimes and- maybe awareness just does change the story. And then, well then the next step is then going, well, what do I want my story to be? Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up in a household with with no money. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I started my business with a very black and white lens and then I started to say, I, I want that. And, and I know that I need to think differently to start to create it. So what are the new stories that I want to write? I'm a rich person. I behave, I show up with an energy of creations already happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, you you have to consciously say, I want that. And that means, you know, as you guys highlighted earlier, like being visible, that it requires me to be a different kind of energetic person. There's a reason why people pay me a lot of money as a coach. And it's because I have the, I, I am so like, I am like, this is what I can do. This is the energy that I'm embodying. And I think that's the thing as well. You know, if you show up to um, sell your, your product or service and you're like, oh, it's, it's this much money. Yeah. People are like, what? Mm. Whereas when you're like, well, that's what people pay. Like I am worth this much money. So mm. take it or yes. leave it. Um, yes. Do you see the difference in the, the energy as well? So you don't need to be somewhere to have that energy. Um, you can embody the energy of your next level now. And yes. does that make sense? Like yeah, definitely. just because no one's ever paid you $1,000 before doesn't mean that people won't pay you $1,000. You can exactly. show up and be like, there's no way I'd work for less than that. This is what I'm worth now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, you have to yeah. really feel into that before it's actually your reality. Oh, I, I put my prices up um, – Gosh, I think I sat at my, a price point for like five months and not one person bought at it. Yeah. Good and on then, you for keeping it at that because so many people so yeah. said to me, do you want to put it down? I was like, nah, I'm like, nah. this is where I am now. And there yeah. was no, I, honestly, I did not wobble on it. I was like, no, that is what, look what I'm doing for people. I'm making them a million dollars or helping them rather, supporting them that they <laughs> yeah. make I'm then hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm like, I know that I'm worth that. And then, you know, yes. the next client shows up and pays that. And it's like, cool. And, you know, then I'm like exactly, I was in energetic alignment for that before it had shown up in my, you know, in what people had actually paid me. And this is the thing Mm. that I think, you know, when you were like, no, I am worth this, I know that this is where, you know, what what I desire in my life or what my services are worth, that energy is how you step into that next level. And that's how, Absolutely. like, you attract those kind of clients. 
Um, you know, I definitely mm. know for me that like sometimes I see someone's price and I balk at it a bit. I'm like, oh, it's that much. And then I'm like, that's really what I want and I'm going to lean into it. So you will attract the right kind of people when you're embodying that energy and when you've, you've rewritten your stories like, you know what, I am worth that much and I know yes. that people will pay it to me and then that's when it happens. Yeah, and yes. it's funny because you're always going to get a person that says you're too expensive and you're always going to get a person that says you're too cheap. Always, yeah. right? There's going to be always going to be different opinions. So it's it's whatever energy level you feel a match for or you feel good for it. I don't like when clients of mine say, um, oh, yeah, everyone says yes, I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. that is a big red flag to me. You yeah. should have people saying no to you. <laughs> if every <laughs> single person says yes, if you're listening to this podcast, for God's sakes, it's time to put your prices up. You should have people that say no to you. You should have people that are like, oh, my gosh, no way, that's so expensive. You go, cool, I must be getting closer to the right mark. Be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so, so true. Great advice. Uh, and so, um, Claire, what, what are all your touch points because you have – your book can you tell us any more about your book is it top secret like it what's it called yeah so I created my book because you know I I do have quite a high um high ticket service offering you know I've Mm. got a mastermind I've got private coaching and I've really wanted to create something to support people in you know who aren't quite at that stage ready to invest yet um so the book's going to be at a really accessible price point I'll be talking you know about the topics that we've spoken about today about money management about money mindset um really really practical I've actually created like action lists in there so it's not some vague airy fairy book it's really like hey try this do this follow these steps um as I said earlier you know I've got my course the Profit Academy Foundations, which is teaching people. It's it's like a, a I don't want to say accounting because it's way funner than that, but yeah. it's like how to manage your money. And then I also have a mindset course. So there's lots of different ways that people can work with me. Um, and, you know, I do have my podcast, of course, which is free. And I've had the gorgeous cast as a guest, um, which is very creatively called the Claire Wood Podcast. <laughs> I told you I'm not creative. <laughs> Do what Love it, it says on the book. Love it. It's, it's, yeah. it's what it is and it's great. It's such yes. an amazing podcast. I've learned so much from you over the years, Claire. Oh, thank you so and much. And where can we find you on Instagram and online? Yes, I'm on Insta a lot. That's my, my fave platform. So I'm at Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore wood underscore coach. So come on over, say hi. Um, drop me a DM. I don't bite. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Claire. This has been so good. Like I love how you, like you talk fast and to the point. And so in this entire episode, there is like that much to take from it. <laughs> it has been an hour of like gold. 100%. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you much. so much for having me, Sam and Cass. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much, Claire. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. You can follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design, at Revelus Design, and of course the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to be featured on the potty with your own question, shoot us an email to hello at a creative life podcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Big love.